Hello there, LRG fans. Welcome back to another live reality games podcast here covering specifically Survivor Durant. Survivor Durant has been running for many, many years, and they came back with new episodes. Hey, folks. I will be the interviewer tonight. We will be joined by the host, Cheston, in a little bit. We have some great guests backstage and some that are still joining us with um, this podcast here. So if you have not watched the episodes, make sure you go to YouTube because you will get a ton of spoilers here. Um, and speaking of YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or follow us on Facebook for all the latest, greatest LRG things. And check out LRG Casting. There are tons of live games casting in the U.S. right now. So make sure you go on and put your name in if you have never played these games before. But someone that I know that has played several of these games, specifically Durant, is the winner, Nate himself. Nate, welcome here tonight. How are you? I am doing fantastic. We have a backstage full of people that played the game. But specifically, you were the one to make it to the very end. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You, did you go into Battle of the Best thinking, this is going to be my second win. This is going to be how it goes. Did you know this going in? Was this your self-mantra? No, I'm going to be honest. The answer to that is, is no. Um, I, I tried to go in um, with what I believe to be realistic expectations. Uh, really, my goal was with this, um, I, I felt like I had a pretty large perceived target um, going into the game. And so for me, really, my goal was just make merge. Um, to me, like that's whenever I felt like there was kind of a, a monkey off my back whenever it was finally, hey, we're merged. And uh, rather so a ninja wants, off your neck. That's what we a should ninja say, off right? my neck. Yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a very applicable this season. So, so to answer your question, short, no, I, I'll be honest, it wasn't. I did not expect it. So, mm -hmm. how did you like prepare yourself for this game as opposed to the other games that you played with? I, I think with this game. Um, there was a lot of just me thinking, you know, given, you know, th there, there's new variables with this, right? I mean, it's, it's a returning season, you know, there's going to be, you know, in other games, there's a little bit more of an element of unknown because um, you're going with a full new cast, a full new, full new game of people uh, with it being a returning season. Obviously there, the, the game design itself was almost completely unpredictable. Um, but the, the casting was there. And so for me, a lot of it was just trying to navigate, um, you know, what are the different ways that I for sure won't make it far? It was not so much, what do I need to do to make it far? It was, what can I do to make that would make me come home in five minutes, you know, that, and that was kind of my, my thought process. It was in a weird way. It felt kind of backwards, at least for me going into it. It was very much, these are the things that I absolutely cannot do. Um, and so those are the things I, I actively tried to avoid. Well, going home specifically, you have someone special at home named Charlotte. Just want to do a quick shout out to her. Um, it, 
the production team for Survivor Duran did a special contest. Um, they hid some letters in the first 15 minutes, and Charlotte was one of my fellow competitors. Um, congratulations <laughs> for your win. Um, just a shout out to you for that. Um, and I think that was super smart of production. Like, I was super invested during the whole run, but especially I wanted those, those letters to solve the game. So it was really a game within a game that was really successful for my part. So shout out to Cheston and the whole team of production. Great idea. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, you weren't there at the end. Like, this was a final three. And someone should join you at the final three. Here joining us tonight is Ryan. Hello. Um, when's the last time you've seen Nate, by the way? Uh, last Wednesday, I think, when we watched the finale together. Oh, that's so great. Uh, you had a little, like, reunion already in your hometown? Uh, yeah, some of us got together and watched it. So that was fun. Um, any, anything that you were dreading in that last episode, Ryan? Oh, watching it. <laughs> yeah, the whole part, the whole of it, all of it. But um, it seemed like at the end you were kind of, I don't know, you, you learned something about yourself, right? What did you take from this game of Battle of the Best? So, um, I think to like not count myself out, um, that even though I wasn't like a previous winner or maybe even someone who was necessarily supposed to be one of the people that were there, um, I still made it to the end. Um, and some people voted for me to win. So, I mean, you schooled most of those challenges. Um, Nate, on the other hand, did not school most of those challenges. Um, my big question too, um, watching the final episode, the two of you didn't know if it was a final three or a final two, correct? Like this was very, very wish-washy, right? Right, up until that final immunity challenge, I think none of us knew for sure uh, what it, it was gonna be. It was very interesting because Ryan, you went into one of the challenges saying, oh, I don't want to seem like a comp beast, like there's gonna be another competition. So um, I'm gonna play it down a little bit. Had you known it was a final three, do you think you would have put a little bit more effort into that last challenge? Not saying you didn't put effort into the challenge, but in the back of your mind, especially in your confessionals, you were like, I just want to play myself down a little bit. Yeah, I think I said that, but I don't think that I ever actually did that. Um, there's just like a part of me that like when it's a competition, I want to win and that's it. Um, so even if I would have wanted to try to lose, I the thought, the logical process of me wanting to lose would have never outweighed the competitive spirit in me to want to win. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to go a little bit, because you both have played some seasons of Durant. Um, Durant is one of the lesser known live reality games, but it's been going on for quite some time. Uh, Ryan, when did you get into Durant and kind of what brought you into this game? Um, my first season was season three, and I was just invited to play um, by some friends. I think Nate and Mason um, were the ones who were like, hey, we need some more people. Like, I think you'd like this. And I didn't really watch Survivor. I knew what it was, but I didn't really watch it much. Um, I watched Big Brother more. 
um, and they were just like, it's like, you know, it's like Big Brother, but outside and there's competitions and stuff. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. You know, I guess I'll play. So. Uh, Nate, yourself? When did you uh, start yeah, with uh, so the It's Durant? actually similar. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's actually similar because me and Ryan um, started the same season, uh, season three. Um, and is was our both of our first seasons really our introduction into um survivor Durant. um and it was actually you know at that point in time it was started it was a uh a fundraiser for mission trips specifically that game itself we we did have an entry and that went to um help some people go to overseas missions um and so and uh we me and ryan were both actively involved in that ministry at the time um and justin was you know, saw us as, as freshmen, it was like, hey, I'm doing this game. Y'all should come out and play. And and I also, probably even worse than Ryan, at that point in time, I had never seen Survivor. I had never seen Big Brother. I didn't know what it even was. Um, and really for me, like it was, I was just kind of down doing anything because I was a freshman. Right? I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I don't know what it is, but cool. Uh, and then also Mason was like, and me and Mason were really good friends. And he was like, hey, you have to come play. You have to do this. We're going to be a final two. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but sure, let's go play and have fun. So, uh, yeah, so very similar uh, experience, except for Ryan was even more knowledgeable than I was. I had no idea what any of this was at that point in time. So, And now you've learned how to find idols, backstab people, blindside people, make alliances, and all the all the stuff, right, Nate? All the all the good stuff, yeah. Uh, speaking of all the good stuff, someone who is no stranger to finding idols, backstabbing people, blindsiding, making alliances is the next member here. We're welcoming on stage is Kirk. Ah. Hello, Kirk Dustin. A long time no see. Long time no see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, Nate. Hey, Ryan. Good to see you. Uh, so, hey, Kirk. Kirk, you were kind of a special guest along with Taylor in this um, Battle of the Best. Um, can you tell us how uh, you were a part of this? Oh. Second. Can you tell us how you got involved in Dorian? Yeah. So, uh, Chustin, we played in British Columbia season five together, and then he um, uh, <laughs> maliciously voted me out right at the end of the game. Hmm, uh, sounds like a pattern like that might occur, <laughs> occur again. <laughs> so then um, he, throughout that game, we talked a lot. And if you watched, I mean, we played again this summer. Anyways, long story short, he asked me to come back. And I kind of was like done with Survivor at the time. I didn't really want to play anymore. And he talked about this really cool concept and, and it's, it's going to be innovative. You're going to have fun and it's going to be a super challenge and you've never been voted out early. So it's about time, Kirk. So why don't you play this and get voted out early? So I'm like, you know what? I, I loved hanging out with Chestin. I would love to go do this. This sounds awesome. And then the intimidation factor you guys don't even understand like i was sweating buckets in there and taylor was like calm resourceful had like all the notes were in taylor's head i'm busy like scribbling in a book that i'm not going to be able to read later so it's like completely irrelevant and i would say something oh who's who's the person that played in season six one and then she would just rattle off the name 
So Taylor was by far way more prepared than I was, but I, I mean, it was, it was just awesome being able to feel like you were in that position where you were like this special guest in the game, but it was very intimidating right at the start. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of special guests, we do have a few people watching in the audience. You are a special guest here tonight, besides all of our returnees here for this interview. If you have any questions for them, make sure you put them in the comments. I do have a bunch of people backstage too. Um, so if you have a comment or a question for anybody in the cast, please put it in and we can probably get to it at some point. Um, Nate, Ryan, did you know who Kirk was when he showed up? I knew the name. Uh -oh. <laughs> if that makes sense. So I, I, I had not uh, actually at that point in time, I'd watched a season with Kirk in it um, or anything like that. Um, quickly after the game, I went and wa actually watched uh, BC 5 to 06 Machina. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I watched BC season five and I was like, holy smokes, Kirk's playing like Kirk. Um, <laughs> and so. Um, but no, going into the game, I didn't, I didn't know, I never watched him play, but I knew Kirk Carlson, like, that's a name, like, that's, that's a, that's a, an LRG royalty kind of guy. This isn't like a small deal that he's here. And so it was like, okay, what are you, what are you doing to us, Justin? What are you, what are you trying to pull out here? So. Um, no, never heard of him. <laughs> But um, you bonded pretty quick with him, Ryan, until you tried to like vote him out multiple rounds before, correct? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ryan was incorrectly intimidated by me at the end of the game. I still feel like everybody thought I'd win that game, but I didn't know what the heck was happening the entire time. It was so funny. We get into the jury house and Taylor literally rattles off the entire game. And I was like, uh, that's what happened. <laughs> I was like, wait, Dylan and Ryan were making the dis decisions with you? What is what is this? I was so utterly confused and lost most of the game. So it was fun being dragged. <laughs> uh, now, making it to the end, um, there's a ton of different scenarios and different circumstances. Um, at the final jury speech, it kind of comes up as a question, like, who uh, who was your ideal three? Um, Ryan, in some previous conversations, the final three ended up not your final three. And just our finale episode folks here, um, starting with Kirk. Kirk, you were out first. Who in, like, we're going to talk, like, jury onward. In your final three, who would have been your ideal final three? Okay, so for sure, 100%, I think I talked about it first. Like, this wasn't my original plan. My original plan, I thought, had to be winners to the end. And, like, I thought that had to be my path. And you see that crumble very quickly by all of the non-winners as they play. But legitimately, I did want to lose sitting in the final three against Ryan and Taylor. And I think, Ryan, I honestly think once they would have started questioning, Taylor probably would have gotten most of the votes. But I do think depending on how Taylor's personality came off, Ryan probably gets a lot of votes, potentially too. I don't think people vote for me, honestly, but you could ask everybody else. I don't know what the heck was happening. I was just spared by luck most of the game. But that would have been my final three. I don't think I would have won. Yeah, you were spared by luck and a lot of Taylor advantages, I would say. 
Taylor, Gabe, mm-hmm. like every pretty much everybody like used me as a pawn at some point and then was like, okay, good, done. <laughs> Somebody that has written your name down multiple times already, Ryan, um, who are you taking to the end ideal situation for you? That's a hard question. Um, I know, because it came up at your tribal. It was like, I wanted to bring these people, then I ended up with these people. I don't know who asked don't, it, but I, it was a great question. Just say question. what you think. What Just say the, your honest honest truth, like what it, no, who you wanted. My honest truth is that I, I really like couldn't say, like I would maybe say like Ronnie in there for sure, just because like we came in the game being such close friends. Um, but there are so many other people that I'm like equally as close to, I guess. So there wasn't like an easy third option to pull in there. Um, and there were so many pros and cons for so many different people. I think for me, it was just like whoever I get there with, I get there with. Um, I had like a lot of different ideas of who I wanted to be there throughout um, after jury. And I think it was just like whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. And whatever happened, happened. And we find Nate. Was this your ideal three sitting next to um, Ryan and Dylan? You're shaking your head. Okay. Who are we bring well, to the end here? Now? Well, okay. Let me. Dylan was. Um, I did want to sit next to Dylan. Um, absolutely. Um, didn't necessarily want to sit next to Ryan. Um, just to, to add some, some context here. Um, at the final five, when I found my idol, I did not want to play that idol for myself. It ended up happening because I couldn't get the conversations I needed to have. I actually wanted to play the idol for Kirk at five um, to bring him along um, because I felt like me and Kirk had played very, it was weird. We played us, we had to play in a similar way, but like on different parallels, if that makes sense, where we were both kind of like, always a name that was getting brought up. So we just kind of had to keep figuring out ways to, to not be the vote. Um, and so I wanted him there because I knew that he wasn't one that was necessarily making decisions. He was kind of where I was, where we were just trying to, we were keep, keep floating, keep Evan and flowing. Um, and I knew, I knew that I absolutely did not want to be in the final three with Taylor or Ryan. Um, and I knew that I would not be able to, beat Ryan at a final four challenge. And so I wanted to have a conversation with Kirk um, to see, Hey, I'm, I want to play this for you. Will you vote Ryan with me? And ultimately I would have wanted Ryan out at five. Um, but that conversation wasn't able to happen. So it didn't work out. Um, but I, I absolutely didn't want to, to, I didn't want Ryan for sure to be there. And that's as a sign of respect, not a slight at all. That was, I had so much respect for the game that you played that I did not want to be sitting there next to you. I was able to, you know, fortunately pull it out. Um, but I, I, that was how much respect I had. That, that was a very daunting thing. So answer your question, I did want Dylan sitting next to me. Um, didn't want Ryan sitting next to me. And if you're using from a scope of jury-wide consolidating down, um, absolutely would have been Cameron I wanted sitting next to me. Um, but then again, I mean, that's going way back. That's the start of jury. Um, but that was very, very quickly, obviously not going to be anywhere close to the cards, um, you know, given reasons that were stated. So um, you brought up a point of Kirk voting for Ryan in this this plan that you have going forward. Kirk, would you have voted for Ryan? 
gosh. Honestly, at that point, if Nate had shown me the idol, I just wouldn't have had a choice not to. It's the same situation Taylor put me in. It's checkmate. I was consistently kind of put in this checkmate position. So, yeah, I would have unfortunately had. But honestly, looking at it, fortunately, I would have had to go that way and it would have gotten me to four. <laughs> I, I don't oh, know about this. Do you, like, do you guys I, know this? That I didn't have to play that idol at six? So Nate, you know this. Okay, so yeah, there was like, it was really confusing to me in the game because Dylan's idol, I believe, had to be played at six and the rules stated that, but I think the Fiddlefoot one went to five because that was at the winner's camp and the other one was at the loser's. So maybe it just had some slightly better ability. So at final six, oh, I brought this baby. We wanted to show everybody at home. Still got the ninja sticks around. I put it on every once in a while just to feel like lonely again. So anyway. You should do the opposite because you have an extra vote. So someone's there voting so, against you. Yeah. So anyways, this lands on me at final six. And I don't think it's in a confessional, but I did talk about that. If it landed on me, I felt like I had to play it that round because even two people voting for me, that's three votes. And if it's split again, I go home. So I'm like, shoot, I got to play this because it landed on me and then lo and behold everybody duped me and i'm just like once again like ah, oh, they're they're steps ahead of me in this game which was really fun to play um but it was it was tough competition for sure um just knowing a little bit of kirk's background i don't know kirk if you would you if you would actually end up voting for ryan or not um kirk is he pretends to be all like this like uh, I'm going to be tricky, tricky, but he's pretty like alliance based. And I know from conversations like Ryan was like, not necessarily ride or die. I would say Taylor was your ride or die in that situation. But Ryan, you were right up there. I don't know what Nate, even if you gave Kirk an idol, if that would have like. No, it, and, and hear me over. say, I'm not necessarily saying that he absolutely would have done that, but I'm saying that was the conversation mm -hmm. I would have wanted to have there and just be able to see where he was at with it. Um, so it may not, it may have been a mute point, a moot point anyway. I'm just saying, like, I said that to stress the point that I mm -hmm. didn't want to be sitting next to Ryan. Um, so, but somebody that Ryan wanted to sit next to her was my personal favorite going in here as my winner pick early on. Uh, we're bringing in here uh, Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Disappointed that you're here, like in the spot yeah. that you're at, by the way. Um, yeah. Watching, I thought you had really good gameplay going into it. You were like, vote Kirk, vote Kirk, vote Kirk, which was great uh, until we never voted Kirk. Ryan yeah. was the person yeah. that started voting for Kirk, and Ronnie, you just didn't catch up to what you were saying in all your confessionals. So what happened? Man, I really don't know. I think I kind of felt the same way that Kirk did at a certain point in the game, you know, where I came into it and just kind of never really knew a whole lot of what was happening. Um, you know, I think there was a little spell there where we stayed at the winner's camp for a while, and I was kind of left out a lot of the tribe votes. And then once merge hit, it seemed like, it was always somebody else, always somebody else. And I think probably after the first or second vote, it was pretty clear to me where the lines were drawn um, and kind of knowing the reason why Kirk was saying at that point. Um, but yeah, no, it didn't seem like it caught very, very much wind. <laughs> um, now, in general, you got to sit on jury. You got to cast a vote for the winner and everything. Super exciting. 
Um, were you excited about the final three that was in front of you? Or do you wish that would have been a little switched up a little bit? I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I was very excited about the final three. I thought you could look at it and see like some very they all did such great like gameplay too to get to the, the final three too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They played like such different games as well. Um, and just kind of getting to see like different routes that each one of them took and getting to appreciate, you know, different moves that they made and kind of getting to hear them explain that. Um, you know, whether it was some big flashy move or something very quiet, planting whispers, and they're turning into shouts by the end of it. So uh, it was just really cool to get to see that and very much enjoyed their play. Uh, speaking about getting to the finals, um, Snyder is here in the comments. Snyder, big fan of LRGs, um, played one last season too. Um, so uh, he got to the finals of his thing, and we have the finals here. Um, speaking of finals, Ronnie, if you made it to the finals, um, mm -hmm. Who would have been your ideal three to bring to the end here? It's going to sound kind of wild because <laughs> I realized very quickly I wouldn't have been able to trust him any further in the game. But if you had asked me pre the Peyton vote, I would have said game. Um, he was my original tribe mate. He was one of the only person people that I felt like I worked with consistently. Um, and then a lot more happened there. Um, then I probably would have said Ryan as well. You know, one of the, the biggest faults that I saw within my game um, was kind of going into merge, um, knowing that I had Gabe and Peyton to work with, um, but also that me and Ryan definitely had some sort of um, working plan together. Um, and then just kind of getting there and every time that that conversation came up when it came time to a vote, it was not the route that was being taken. Obviously she was working with other people, that was what was best for her game, but yeah, I would have definitely said Gabe and Ryan. Mm -hmm regardless of if Ryan would have absolutely slaughtered me on <laughs> again with the, with the jury so uh which could have been the case you know it, it's the coulda woulda showed us right absolutely happens after every game um speaking of games uh Ronnie what was your background going into this Durant battle of the best yeah so I played a couple of the Durant games prior um I actually my first season was the one that Nate originally won um, and got second place to him. Uh, I think that was season five. Is that correct, Nate? Okay. Yeah. And then I played in season six as well. That one I got to play with Ryan. Um, but I think I went out right at merge, so around 10th or so. Um, so just a couple of different games with uh, the Durant Survivor community um, got me into it and very much enjoyed it. So. Very cool. Um, what would you say to folks that are wanting to play one of these live games, Ronnie? I would say, I mean, just give it a shot. You you don't know how much you can like something like this, I think, until you're playing it. Like, you can watch it on TV and enjoy it. Um, I think it's a different level when you're actually playing it. Um, and so, like, getting to see, like, new people come in um, that don't have any experience to the game, that aren't, you know, familiar with it, and then seeing them play a game like this and just um, some sort of LRG and just very much enjoying it, diving right in and getting to try things that they never thought they'd get to try socially. Um, it's just really cool. Um, it's a really awesome experience. So definitely recommend it to anybody that's thinking about it. Uh, Kirk, at the end, um, you had some final confessionals saying Durant was probably one of the most unique allergies that you ever played. Do you still stand by those comments? I do. Battle of the Best will go down as one of the most unique LRGs in regards to concept, structure, like how the gameplay had so many advantages involved. It was really kind of an inspirational game as a game creator to play. 
Um, so yeah, it, it goes down as one of the most complex, complicated games. I mean, think about it. We started on tribes and we were, my tribe never was together the entire game, like Peyton left <laughs> and the game was like constantly shaking up because you never knew which camp you were going to be at. You had to have your stuff with you at all times. You had to have your coins on you at all times. People are just wheeling and dealing in the woods, literally people wandering in the middle of the woods, finding coconuts, balloons. It was the most weird. <laughs> and there's fire ants, freaking snakes that are going to devour you. Like, like <laughs> that lake. <laughs> like clay i don't slime anyways it was a very unique hard experience and i loved every second of it i would do it again in a heartbeat uh tell you're from michigan what was that I said with that comment we can all tell he's from michigan huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be like paradise if you played up here <laughs> Ryan, speaking of playing up here in Michigan or anywhere else, um, you know, you kind of like you've made it to the finals of your games that you've played. Um, would you jump ship and try a different game somewhere else? Um, I don't know. It is it takes everything in me to convince myself to play the games here um, because I know how much they stress me out. And um, just they just make me nervous uh, to play, and I want to win, and I can't for some reason. Um, so thinking through like going, you can't win if you don't play. You better get your name back in there somehow, right? That's fair. So yeah, I don't know. I think maybe there's a lot of pressure from others and from myself. I might could play um, somewhere else, but it would take a lot of convincing. Mm -hmm. Nate, same thing to you. Like you're coming off like two wins in a not in a row, but you have two wins under your belt. Are you worried about going somewhere else and trying that somewhere? No. Um, if anything, you know, it, it's just kind of to the point that if I ever do want to play again, that's really my only option. Um, I can't really play in market at this point. Um, you know, just there, there would just be no point to do that anymore, just because it would. I would just go, I would go first at this point. So if I ever, if I wanted to actually play and get a chance to play, I would have to go out of market. So, and I do um, still have that, that passion and that desire to play. Um, so to answer your question, absolutely. I think, I think I would at this point, not even just like I would want to, I think if I want to continue to play, like I just kind of have to. So, yes. And I think I have a great partner. If you ever want to do like blood versus water, Charlotte, should be around somewhere, right? Oh goodness! Do you think goodness, Charlotte would ever man. play? She's, uh, she's the she's the better half for a reason. So I don't know if I could do that. So, <laughs> um, but this season was full of twists, different advantages, and stuff. Very unique Survivor like gameplay. Um, someone that seemed to navigate a lot of the strategy and whatnot um was our next voted out member um mason hey, hey everybody how are you doing hey. well um as a returnee like everybody is here how was battle of the best different for you uh it was very different i i don't really think i could compare it to uh the other games that i've played just because 
the caliber of players was so so much better. Um, can y'all hear me all right? I had headphones on earlier and I didn't it's get the perfect. message about them. Um, so it was very different because especially I think I was the only person that actually everyone in the cast knew who I was. Um, even Kirk and Taylor and I, I knew them. I was the only person that knew Kirk and Taylor personally going into the game other than um, them like themselves knowing each other. So it was very different because I feel like everybody kind of knows me and knows that I play hard. And so I had a tough time um, trying to, you know, kind of keep that tamp down in the same way, like Nate came in and, and was able to execute that. I wanted to do that, but didn't, I felt like didn't get an honest opportunity to um, because I always go to tribal at the first tribal, all four games that I've ever played. I, have gone to the first tribal and have to hit the ground running and my name always comes up. So I always have to come up with some kind of counter plan when I don't want to. Um, and luckily I was able to make it to merge just off of pure comp wins uh, other than the Abbey vote. So I, that was pretty much my goal coming into it. Much like Nate said, I think he and I had, very much the same goals because of our perceived threat level. If we made it to merge, we felt like that was going to be a successful game. And so even though I only made it to eighth and I would have liked to have done better, I'm at the same time, not that upset with it. Not battle of the best. And it really was, it was a lot of strategic gameplay, a lot of coins going on. And that was an aspect that wasn't, like I personally heard about like the coin collection, everything too, but that wasn't, I guess, portrayed as much into the videos and how tough it was. Um, Mason, from your perspective, how hard was this battle of the best with the coin, the chip and the currency kind of aspect here? I don't think it was as hard maybe for me as others just, I, I think I have a, a little bit better of a grasp on like how Cheston likes to kind of conduct these things. And also I didn't necessarily use the system really. I just kind of hoarded like there's a reason that you never really see me talk about the coins or bring them up whatsoever. And that's because everything that I was finding, I was just putting in my bag and it never got used. I never bought water. I never bought crackers. I didn't buy anything the whole game until the vote that I went home. I put a curse on Kirk. As a like Hail Mary, hopefully, hopefully something happens here. I was cursed. Yeah, the vote I went home, I put a curse on you right before tribal. I didn't even know this. Or maybe I did, but I forgot. It, it didn't have any bearing on the outcome, so it probably didn't what is it? ever get talked about. What and did this is what this do? reunion chat's about. So Mason, what did we miss? I'll be honest, I, it's been so long since the game, I don't even remember what the curse did. Does anybody remember what the curse does or did? I'm I looking in the background, too. We have a few other guests here to bring on, too, and I'm seeing was, head shakes. So. Was the curse not where if they voted for you, that vote cut towards themselves? Or am I thinking something else? I think, I think so. I, think that I, I, I believe that that was the curse, is that if you voted for the person that cursed you, then your vote counted towards yourself. Is that so right? I can't remember, honestly. I just remember going into that tribal and having like a 99% certainty that I was going home 
and I had all those coins in my pouch and nothing to do with them but put a, put curses on people. So, <laughs> and you chose Kirk out of all people. Any reason why, Mason? Because Kirk was the person who was getting the most votes at that point. Every tribal plus the ninja was always on him. Um, so he was just the person that I felt like if I put, if I'm going to put a curse on somebody, putting it on Kirk is going to give me the highest likelihood of surviving the tribal. That's simply it. There's no other reason. Uh, this ninja, this is a comeback aspect of Durant, correct? Yes. This is from season eight, the season that many of us did not know about until um the youtube uh behind the mind and all of that came out detailing the game um how did everybody else like navigate the aspects of this game specifically all the twists and the turns um we'll start nate nate what did you think about the strategy aspect of this game yeah so for for me specifically i remember um, you paid a few coins at one point yeah well i actually so i never um well okay yeah so i guess i'll go into both of those which those both revolve around uh kirk surprise um but uh the the first one um i, I but i guess to answer your your first question before i dive into the coins is really for me um it was one of those things where um, and, and I don't know, maybe I'm tipping my hand too much here, but um, there, there's a point where whenever there's just so much going on like that, I think you just have to play in a way that you feel you at least have some layer of insulation and protection from all sides. Um, you know, there's just not really a place. I don't, I don't think at that point when there's that much going on, it's very wise to just double down anywhere, especially not early. Um, I don't think there's people I wanted to just be fully locked in with at that point. I wanted to be very fluid, um, have enough of like, I trust and tell enough, you know, honest things. Cause I mean, I, I wasn't really lying to anybody, um, early on. I will really not for most of the game. I wasn't lying to people that much, but, um, you know, just creating a level of honesty just for layers of insulation, you know, from several different sources so that if something quickly flipped and there was power over here, like I shouldn't hopefully be their first target, you know, vice versa, which I guess in a weird way, it's really kind of more of like a, a big brother strategy. And that's really kind of, I mentally was taking that into account here because it was, you know, big brothers expect the unexpected. And it just felt like that was a lot of what this game was in a weird way with expect the unexpected. There was just weird flips and weird turns. And so I was like, the only way that you're safe if something drastically turns is if you have a layer of insulation anywhere you go. And so um, that was initially kind of my thought process with how I was going to strategically um, navigate the game. Um, as far as my my coin plays, they were both very simple coin plays, um, very simple strategy to both of them. Um, first was, you know, again, going back to the layer of being protected on all sides. The one thing I knew is I didn't want that ninja on my on my neck at all. That was the last thing I wanted um, with everything going on. I didn't want to automatic vote. And so, but I knew if I just dropped that on somebody at the first tribal, like that's very, you know, going to be very dishonest. It's going to be very sketchy. And it's just going to be like, why of everybody did you choose me? And so I initially was like, okay, I'm going to just be upfront and honest and I'm going to put it on Kirk. And again, not because because I knew where the votes were going. I knew that he wasn't going home. 
Um, but I put it on there just again to elevate his name out there because I was needing him to take arrows for me. I was needing him to take votes for me. And I knew that if I put it on anybody else, it would look weird. Kirk was already on a lot of people's minds. I put it there. No one's really going to be mad about it. Um, and, that, and specifically, that's why I also, as you see in the edit, I made sure to talk to Taylor because I needed to make sure that she was in the loop on that. Because if there was one person that I knew was going to take offense to that, it would be Taylor. So I needed for her to understand what the logic was and make it let, it let it feel like that was a decision we were making together so that there would just be a place where that was a very peaceful and easy decision. Um, and so, I mean, and so I, I, that was two of my coins, I guess, was I played, you know, two coins to put the ninja on Kirk at that first tribal because I just didn't want that on me. Um, my second coin play, very simple again, was, you know, Kirk came with his offer that was extremely fair. And so it would have been really hard for me to get out of it, which was like, hey, you've put this on me, buddy. Oh, can I put this on you, this tribal? And I was like, gosh, that's just with everything going on. Again, wanting to protect myself from all sides. That's the last thing I have to have. And so I was like, how about I give you a deal? How about I just give you literally all the coins in my coin purse or my little sack, my little pouch, if you put that on anybody but me? <laughs> and so, um, and I mean, I, that seemed in my head to make sense yeah. for both of us. And I guess to a certain extent it did because Kirk took that deal and honored it. So. Um, I mean, that was, that was my, that was, those are my two really exciting coin plays. So now Brian, you didn't ever, I don't remember you ever getting the ninja on you. Like you were pretty like devoid of any twists and concerns, unless there's something we didn't see from behind the scenes. Um, if there's something that wasn't on the show, I don't remember. Uh, so <laughs> I have such a bad memory when it comes to that. There's things were happening as I was watching it. And I was literally like, who did I vote for? What's about to happen? I don't know. So it was like, I was watching it for the first time. Um, Mason, any big things that we didn't get to see on camera from the strategic coin ninja? Um, there wasn't a whole awful lot. I think, uh, I think the vote I went home, even though I haven't seen it, I do remember that, I, and I don't know if this made the edit or not, but once the ninja got put on me, I did kind of have a moment of like, is no one, you know, willing to protect me? You're all willing to protect. I can't remember who I called out, but somebody, Dude. and I did get Ronnie to stand up and move it on me. And I do think that was one of the big downfalls of his game. Like, and I didn't mean to do that. I wanted Ronnie to do well. So that was kind of an unintentional bad moment i would say with the coins because i wanted somebody to help me and protect me and want to work with me but he was ultimately i think the only person that wanted to do so at that time nate maybe would have if the game script was going that direction but it was not going that direction mm -hmm. um i think one of the big well, things as far as strategy wait were you going to say something about that Oh, I was just going to say even if i wanted to i legitimately had no coins i gave them all to kirk so i couldn't oh, move yeah. it for you yeah, and I'm not even necessarily meaning like moving the ninja. I'm just talking about going further in the game with oh, me. Oh, sure. But Absolutely. Um, I think one of the big things that I would love to have a chance to explain that I think was a good strategic move was when Shelby and I got to do the uh, draft, I got my first three choices on that. And 
I I sat for a long time thinking about that. It it looked like it went quick, but Shelby and I took a while to make those draft picks. And I picked the people that I did in the order that I did. Uh, I picked Dylan first because I knew I want somebody on my team that's going to do well in a comp, but will go home if I go to tribal with them. And then I also wanted two people after that that I knew I could trust that were also strong in comps, but if we happen to lose, would vote Dylan out with me. So that's why I grabbed Ronnie and Peyton. And I don't think that that was – obviously we won, so we didn't have to worry about that. Um, but I think that that was – one of my more fleshed, very fleshed out, very well thought out um, decision processes of I'm going to pick a strong team, but if we lose, Dylan is 100% going home. And obviously at that time, we didn't know for sure if we would go by ourselves or with another group, but I felt fairly well insulated within that. Um, and then we just won anyway. So I mean, nothing even happened. And I think that's probably one of my biggest downfalls is that I just kept winning. And so I never got to go to tribal with people and solidify trust, especially I was never on a tribe with Kurt, Ryan, or Taylor, who were three of the bigger players of the game. I never had an opportunity to attempt to even form a bond with them and, uh, and you know, try to vote people out together. And so I think, I think as weird as it sounds, I think – my biggest downfall in the game was winning too much before merge and not getting to play a little socially. Mm -hmm. And you need those vote outs to solidify some alliances. So you know that that person's with you and to trust what they're saying. It's really the, the show of your cards, if you will. So. Yeah, I fully agree with that. I think we've discussed this before Mason talking about like, that was like the biggest detriment to our game is because we spent a good like four or five rounds on the same tribe, just sitting. <laughs> not getting to fully play the game, not getting to to really put again, like you said, trust into actions and letting people see you're working with them. Um, so, and yeah. I think it. I think the people that it definitely affected the most were me and Peyton. Peyton especially because he did not have a vote the whole time, even up through merge and the double vote at merge. He did not have a vote. And I think, and I know you mentioned it, so I'll just go ahead and throw some two cents in there as far as you talked about like moving the ninja on you and how big of like a detriment that was to my game and I no and i want to say like that was the biggest move to like ronnie what were you thinking like you moved it yeah you moved it to kirk right and then you were supposed to be like an alliance with him and then yeah i remember i think at the time the biggest thing that i saw was just like the very clear-cut number of three that was kirk ryan and taylor um you know, they were people that I definitely knew were working together. Um, I knew that Gabe was a wild card at that point. <laughs> he had just pulled off a crazy move. And I just wanted to make sure that somebody I was working with would stay if all possible. So that was kind of, I think Mason's words just kind of spurred some action in me to kind of act on that. So I think Mason's exact words were, is anyone willing to open their pouch for me? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, and I would probably remember that if I'd seen the episode, but at least, Dude. At least, at least it was funny. <laughs> it may have not been that effective. <laughs> it was entertaining to watch back for sure. Yeah, I remembered it being entertaining at the moment and watching it back, it was almost better. I will say that. 
It's like that Oliver, like, please, sir, can I have some coins? <laughs> Here, I, think I, got the, I think the only thing I ever spent chore tokens on was This food. is my only friend. Hmm. He's my only, yeah, only friend. No. And I hate his guts. My only chore tokens purchase. My only chore tokens purchases, I think I bought four idol clues for the one idol that was found by Gabe that I think went to Kirk. I bought four. And every time, they were never very clear. And I just was like, if I buy four, that fourth one better show a picture of this freaking <laughs> idol. <laughs> I still, speaking of idols, I still cannot believe y'all did not find that after i opened that box because you had all walked right next to it as you left that area and it still shocks me that nobody we, saw the idol there well, we, we looked, we looked at every tree five or six tribals in that camp that was the yeah. winning camp and we looked up and down in that area and never found it for probably a solid we five or six hours like I, I don't even know <laughs> I would guarantee that the tree that you found it in, because I went back and paused it and looked. I wanted to see where this exact tree was, because Ronnie's not kidding. Between me, him, Dylan, Peyton, Jacus, I mean, I had that whole camp mapped out in my head. I still remember it. I remember it better than some of the conversations that I've had with people. I guarantee that tree got looked at at least 20 times between all yep. of us. So it was just well hidden. And then uh, somebody that I wanted to talk to about the coin usage and whatnot. Um, they were off screen for a moment, so I didn't switch right to them. So we went to Nate. Um, Peyton, I'm bringing you on stage now. How oh. you doing tonight? On. How's it going? Good, good. Um, quick little thing. I'm so sorry, Abby. I didn't know that you had to go. I, I missed the opportunity to talk to you. I'm so disappointed in myself, but it's okay. Um, I have Peyton here. Anyway, so Peyton, you and your little pouch over there, Kirk will always wear his little like pouch the same way that you and Ronnie do because yeah. he totally picked it up during that game because that's the cool way to wear it, I guess. So yeah, I want to be like the cool kids. <laughs> oh, dude, I feel like uh, wearing that pouch like that just made you feel cool. I don't know, I just wear it like around my waist, if wrapped up, you know. That's the only way people wear the pouches these days, I tell you. Yeah. Dustin, Dustin, I have to change my mind because you asked a question earlier who my final three was. And I was saying Ryan and Taylor, and that's true at the end of the game. But it's because Peyton and Gabe were no longer in the game. Because early on, I really wanted to go to the end with winners. But then I just, like, remember Gabe was just so fun to hang out with, right? Like, Gabe just makes hanging out fun. And, like, I love that energy. So, yeah. Anyways, sorry to interrupt. No. Yeah. He's almost so one until he stabs you in the back. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually wanted to work with you, Kirk. Um, but I feel like after we got separated, um, especially me going over to the losers camp, I think that really was my downfall. Uh, even though I didn't really want to go. Um, no one else literally would say anything. So we sat there for like five minutes. No one would really say anything. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll volunteer as tribute and uh, take one for the team and go. And I feel like that literally was my downfall going over there, talking to Gabe, 
literally spending the night cuddling with him under the stars. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was, it was heartbreak just from the beginning uh, moving over there. But yeah, I really, I really wanted to, to work with you, Kirk, but I feel like one of my one issues was not having a one-on-one conversation after the merge with you. I think I should have had more one-on-ones with everyone um, instead of staying around like Gabe and stuff. And even though a lot of it was me and Gabe just messing around most of the time. Um, yeah, I, I thought me and Gabe were cool and I, I'm pretty sure we might've once talked about going to the final two together. And I just felt like it was like a common sense kind of thing. It was like, Hey, we're working together. Let's just like, we don't even have to say anything. We're good. We know, uh, it's me and you and whoever we want to take, but you know, I wanted to take you Kirk, but I feel like we got to a point. Um, and I think it was like you and Ronnie had said, uh, that, Dude, it was so chaotic. I didn't even know what was going on. There was so much going on that I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep trying to play it cool," and uh, ultimately, I guess, got stabbed in the back, very deep. Well, what's really interesting, um, interviewing like, I I wouldn't call you like an early vote out at all, um, but an earlier from the folks that I've been talking to and. Because we see the video edit cover their stories. Like we know Nate's story. We know Ryan's story. We know Kirk, Ronnie, and more of Mason's story. But Peyton, we don't know more about your story. What was your kind of trajectory going into this game of Battle of the Best? What did we miss from your story? So my main thing was to stay away from Mason. (laughs) Stay away from Ronnie. Like all my close friends because the ones that I hang out with because people are going to freak out, especially Mason. Like I was like, I'm staying away. I can't even talk to Mason because people are going to freak out. And ultimately I didn't even want to go to the end with Mason or Nate for one. uh, They're like extremely social. So like going to the jury would not be fun against them too. And plus they were listed higher than me. They were just way I think they would have been way too hard to beat. I think I had maybe more of a chance with Mason just because um, I feel like, and this isn't like shots at Mason. This is how he is. People just assume the worst about Mason and they automatically hate him. So I think I would actually have a better chance, you know, going with the final two or three with Mason. But with Nate, Nate's literally like the opposite of Mason's. Like everyone loves Nate. Nate can't do anything wrong. Like Nate's just this uh, teddy bear that everyone wants to hug, which is true. I just want to hug Nate all the time. So Mason, your next show, you have to come dressed as a teddy bear. Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess that's the problem. I don't know. Uh, that's, I mean, I played a big brother game actually just recently uh, that Nate and Charlotte hosted and, you know, the reputation gets around if even even though I haven't done well, I actually just calculated what my average placement in games is. It's 10th. And for whatever reason, that's so scary to everyone. But for, I don't know. They just, I don't know what the deal is with that. But Nate's much better at uh, controlling himself than, than what I am. I'm, I'm pretty loose-lipped and 
especially if I'm comfortable with you as a person, I'm going to be honest and upfront and open. And I think all everyone that's in here knows that and is my friend and, and they've seen that. And that can be kind of off putting to other people. Um, because I think in real life, like when I'm at work, whenever I'm meeting new people, I'm not necessarily like that. So I think like Nate said, my only chance to do anything at this point is to go play other games. Hey, and there's a whole world out there for other games. Don't you worry, Mason. You can go into anything and nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I just can't, you know, do like I did at BC and just try to make a big move too early. But mm -hmm. those are in the, the young days. Um, and that brings up a good point too. Like, the real life um you know this show is broadcast on youtube and everything anybody can watch this um nate as the winner of the series and whatnot have you had any like out of game moments that someone's like gosh you won survivor or anything that affects you in like real life and not like live game life i'm sorry can you can you rephrase that i'm sorry yeah don't worry. Um, anything in real life that has changed because of Survivor Durant? Oh, Are people okay, noticing you because of the edited episodes or anything like that? I, I, I don't. I don't think so. Um, not not in like a negative way. Um, but you know, I, I I think you know there's uh you know the, the people that have that seen um the show so far. I mean, they're they're people that are you know. They're, they were close to all of us anyway, to a certain extent. So I, I don't think there we're, there's any like interesting exposure to that or anything at this point. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I guess, no, not really. Um, I think the biggest thing would be like for, for me, um, from an internal level is kind of, it feels like my role um, with, you know, Survivor Durant and it's now evolved into Durant LRGs. I'm not sure if that's, um, if who's aware of that yet, um, we just evolved into Durant LRGs. We're actually playing more games than just Survivor at this point. We're hosting more games than Survivor. And so, like, that's really cool. And for me right now, that's a lot of, you know, what I feel like kind of my new role is and where my focus is. I'm not necessarily um, a game player anymore now. It's I'm wanting to, to help specifically, like, you know, Justin, um, Mason, you know, whoever, like, grow the community. And that's just kind of where my role is. And, um, you know, like Mason mentioned, um, you know, specifically my wife, she loves Big Brother. She's partial to Big Brother. And so it went, and this was fully her idea. Hear me say this. It was fully her idea. I had been around and hosted a game before and I didn't want any part of it. Um, but she was like, I want to host a Big Brother game. And so, um, you know, two or a week ago, two weeks ago, gosh, I'm losing it, um, hosted, you know, a, a Big Brother game and fresh, you know, couple of returning players, fresh new cast. Um, and so like, that's just kind of where I guess like a, a real life difference is, is really just for me internally, I've shifted as, you know, a game player versus like, I want to help build this community and, and design games. And so, um, and, and I guess that's bled over into my life too, because he was like, let's do a big brother game. So um, there you go. So. See, I knew um, I liked her. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Survivor Durant, uh, Battle of the Best. We're kind of wrapping up the season here. There is a whole lot so to watch here. Um, 
starting with Peyton. Peyton, why should we watch Survivor Durant? Man, um, I think Kirk had said, like, there were so many, and everyone else was saying, is like, it was such a unique season. Um, there's so many, like, crazy things happening. You're not really ever bored because there's so many, like, surprises and unexpected things that happen throughout the, the whole series. And there's a lot of parts in it. And being biased, but there's a lot of parts that were just really funny, just like from different people saying stuff in the conversations, the way Cheston edited it. And man, um, it's very unique. And I feel like um, more people should watch it just because, um, you know, the way that Cheston ran it and the crazy things that happen. Um, there's a lot of crazy things and you just have to watch it to, um, you see how it folds out. Hmm. Um, Nate as the winner, why should we check out survivor Durant? Um, I, I think it, you know, from, uh, I guess I'll, I'll toot Justin's horn a little bit here. Um, you know, from what I've watched, uh, I've kind of dived into watching um, other LRGs and stuff. Um, you know, uh, specifically after um, Battle of the Best, I started, you know, watching and, and diving into more. And I will say, like, the pro and, and, and I say it slightly and not to be offensive to anybody, but the production value of the Battle of the Best episode of Survivor Durant is really, like, pretty top-notch from what I've seen out there. Um, there was a lot of really good decisions that he made and um, just compiling all that footage and figuring out the edit. Like I was extremely impressed um, with what he was able to do. And so I think it's, it's legitimately like a very high level production value um, that you can really very, very easily tell what's structurally going on in the game. You can hear conversations if, you know, um, and you can just see a lot of things that you don't often see in a survivor game, at least from what I've seen um, out there. So I think it's just kind of a fresh look. It's a fresh take. Um, and, you know, I think even more so one thing that I think is really cool is that we're just uh, Durant's not a very big town. Um, Durant's it's like 16, 20,000 people. Like it's not huge. Um, but yet like some of the college survivors recover to... have more people on their campus than. Um... Yeah. And, and even with even with that, like I think you know, still there was a lot of really high strategic gameplay. Even though the pool of people is a lot less, I feel like there was still really high caliber play, really high caliber production value, and a really high caliber game. And I think it's just something fresh to watch that you could almost put next to you know the real Survivor show. Mm -hmm. So now, Mason, you played a handful of live games in general. You talked about your experience at BC Durant here. Is there anything specific that you have drawn from Durant um, that you've gained? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think every game that I've played, I've learned new things about myself and about everyone else around me, um, and especially watching this game back. Um, man, I, don't, I really don't know if I can pull out something in particular. Um, I guess the biggest thing is just – 
it's helped me understand that, um, like Peyton said, I think I'm misunderstood a lot. And I think a lot of that is my tone and kind of just the way I come off to people. And so even right now, like while I'm talking to you, I'm trying to be more conscious of that. And I think that's something I do a better job of like in my career, I'm a student PT. So I work with patients all day and I feel like I'm pretty good at that, but it's when I get comfortable with people that I'm just a little more real. And sadly, I think people are off put by when I'm a little more real, unless they're really close to me, like these guys are. So one of the things that it's taught me is honestly kind of guard myself a little bit, kind of guard my personality and, and my emotions as, as much as I don't like that, that's just kind of what I've had to learn a little bit from it. Uh, Kirk, you've had your experiences with live games in general, Um, but battle of the best really moved you in a certain way from all the other games in the past. How can you sum up your experience here at Durant? Oh, I mean, Oh, Dustin, geez, you put me on the spot. I, you know, I also put everybody on the spot. Come on. I know, but like the growth thing, I just want to kind of just double back on Mason, like, and everybody, you, you, if you choose to, you can learn a lot from survivor when you play it, especially these hardship based ones where you're in the elements, you go hungry and there's just so much you can learn when you withdraw from things and you lose the comfort of safety, shelter, home, like the fact that people tell you the truth in real life, you know? Um, but this game in particular really just showed me a new facet of, of life and the world and culture, to be honest, that I was not a privy to. And it was very special to me. Like, I mean, it was just like Dylan talked just so openly talking about like, like, let's sing a hymnal, like on the first night it was super just like, oh, this is where I'm at. This is, this is, this is the, this is the adventure I'm taking. And it was really cool. The entire experience. And, and I've changed a lot as a person because of it. And I've talked a lot to Cheston and even you about that. So it's been a really special thing for me, but like, dude, it's all about the strategy in Durant. Like we haven't even talked about the shifting vote topic. That's literally a game changer. Like, bro, like if you have not watched this series, you need to watch it because you're going to, if you're a game designer, you're going to steal something. Hands down, shifting vote topic was mind blowing almost every round. We voted for almost everybody, every round. It was like people won the vote with two votes, a handful of times, I think. So that was, and that was a game changer for many rounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ronnie, just finishing things up here. uh, My my winner pick going into here, I know we didn't take home the crown and everything but even though you didn't win this time why should people check out survivor Durant? man i think every one of these guys have kind of hit it on the head um but i just don't think that i've ever you know i've been a part of four different lrg games at this point and i've never seen so much action within such a short amount of votes you know each time that somebody was evicted from the game, there was some sort of plot twist that happened within that vote or within that tribal. Um, And so every time you watch it, you're not left at a point of, I don't know if I want to watch the next episode. 
you're going to watch the next episode. Uh, and like Kirk said, you know, there's just such an appreciation for the for the creative mind that Cheston had when building this and when taking on those extra vote challenges and just kind of get to see how those manipulated the game and, and how people use that to their advantage was just super interesting. Um, and, and I don't think that you'll regret any time spent watching it. So. Uh, so last up here, I feel like I'm putting the ninja on each of you during these final questions here. So last but not least, Ryan here. Um, Ryan, you talked about maybe being a little uncomfortable playing these games and whatnot, even probably, honestly, a little uncomfortable here talking in front of everyone on YouTube and everything, to be honest. Like, everyone is. Um, but, like, for the people watching that are in the same spot as you, Ryan, like, like you said, you needed some pressure to play this game, step out of your comfort zone, get to meet all these new friends, and family at this point from the sound of it. Um, what are your words to that person watching? Like, that's a little uncomfortable to apply for one of these games. Um, mainly, I would say, like, just do it. Like, it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be scary, but, like, it's also going to be a lot of fun. And you're going to be able to make deeper connections with people you already know. You're going to be able to meet new people. Um, and it's all going to be worth it it's okay to be uncomfortable sometimes that's how we grow a lot of the time um so don't be scared nothing crazy is gonna happen it's gonna be okay like nothing crazy that's detrimental to your life is gonna happen um and like the friendships that you have before aren't gonna end over a game like you're gonna be able like if there's hard feelings you're gonna be able to talk that out it's gonna be okay we're all like mature and adult and it's it's not as scary as you think it's going to be. So just do it. It's fun. Good, good. Um, like you said, in one of, I think the last episode, you had to like put the introvert aside and do a little bit more extroverting as you talked about. And I think that's what everybody is. Like we're all, we have our lives and we, we do our lives, but these experiences, we get to be extrovert a little bit. We get to meet people from different backgrounds that are flying in that have been here that have previous relationships and whatnot. We get to meet each other and get to grow. Um, not only us, but everybody here and everybody watching as well. We get to experience those things. So thank you all for joining tonight for our Battle of the Best reunion for Survivor Durant. Um, we have so much, of course, to go over from, like Kirk said, shifting boat topics to... Um, all the conversations we could deep dive into. Um, I gave Cheston full access, whatever he wants to his little behind the mind kind of thing. Feel free, Cheston, share us with us the thought process behind everything. And all of you are welcome back to share your experiences as well. Deep dives, whatever. Thank you for the folks that are watching at home and that ask the questions. Um, we'll be around. Make sure you hit us up. If you have any questions about Survivor Durant, I know um, they stream live on YouTube, so make sure you check them out. So with that, we bid everyone good night and um, check out the episodes if you hadn't. So bye now. Peace out.